Jeremiah, the 18th chapter, beginning with the first verse, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house. There will I cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessels that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the hand, in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. <clears throat> Today I want to speak to you from this subject. I'm marred, but I'm in his hand. It's very daunting to face the reality that we have flaws. And many times when we come to God, we we come to him in hopes um, that when he saves us, when he delivers us, uh, when he brings us out of a sinful lifestyle and he converts us and he, he ushers us into the church and we receive him. And we begin to walk with him. Our hopes are that uh, we become flawless. Our hopes are that the things uh, by which uh, we struggle with now dissipate, it disappears we, because we're walking with God. And, and now we no longer have these issues anymore. Uh, but the fact of the matter is this, uh, as we walk in this flesh, this sinful flesh, as long as we are on this earth, as long as we are walking in this body, in this skin, we are going to have issues. We are going to have flaws. We are going to have things that confront us. And not only that, even after we are, are saved, uh, we, we are confronted with situations, with traumatic events that, that sometimes even change the course of our life, change the way we think, change the way we behave. And, and, and now we, we almost are, are looking through having a new lens on life, trying to navigate through this new way of living because of the events, the trauma that has happened to us. My mind goes back to a few years ago. Uh, I suffered a traumatic brain injury through an accident and uh, uh, suffered a concussion from it. And over the course of that time, I began to go through rehab and occupational therapy and physical therapy uh, because I had greatly damaged what they call uh, my vestibular system. I didn't even re realize I had a vestibular system, but it's the connection between your 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 oral sense of your hearing and your vision. It affects your balance. It affects your hearing. It, it affects how you see and your focus. I had completely uh, damaged my vestibular system uh, because I had damaged cells in my brain because of the, the injury. And, and what they told me is that we're going to work to begin to... Uh, um, help you to have a new normal. Uh, so those cells that you damage, uh, they, they are damaged. They are not going to regrow. But what happens is your brain needs to begin to, 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 
to gain pathways and um, to work around, to gain the strength to work around the damage that you have received because of the injury. Many times we have become spiritually injured in in life and we have not learned how to navigate around uh, that trauma and for, for God to allow us to begin to have a new normal. We can't undo what has happened. We can't we can't uh, cause it to not be. We can't change the past, but but we have to live now in this current reality, but knowing that even in our current reality, that God is still real, that God is still on the throne, that God is still able, that God knew what we were going to go through, and he had already a way and a path for us to escape. And, and, and during that time, I, I began to become discouraged uh, because it, it felt difficult. The things that I used to be able to do easily, like like drive my car. Now I'm getting nauseous as I drive. Uh, um, um, I, I can't focus my eyes um, to see the road in a way that would not cause me to be nauseous. There was a period of time I couldn't drive. My wife would have to drive me where I, I was going. And that caused a, a, a great level of despair in my life because I felt like I was not self-sufficient. And I had to begin to develop and to work in my occupational therapy and my physical therapy to begin to to rebuild myself so that I can begin to do these things, the things that I didn't even think about before. Now I have to work to be able to do again. But, you know, in the spirit, many times when things happen and we experience trauma, we experience even failure, our own bad decisions. We walk away from God. We get out of his hand uh, because we don't feel worthy. We don't feel like God wants us anymore. But 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 the only way that we can receive physical therapy or even occupational therapy is by allowing ourselves to be in the hand of God. Still, many of us have walked away from God, but God still has us in his hand. He wants us to come to the realization that, that, that we are still in his hand. The reason why we are still breathing, why we are still alive is because we are in his hand and God still has a plan. He still has a purpose for our life. He still has something for us to do. He has not given up on us. He has not let us go. And when we have given up on ourselves and other people have turned their back on us, God has not given up on us. We have walked away from him. We feel as though we have left him, but God has not left us. We are still in his hand. He is the potter and we are the clay and he has the ability to shape us still. He has the ability still to mold us. He has the ability still to give us a new normal beyond the trauma that we have experienced, beyond the, the habits we have formed that are not like God. He has the power to break every addiction. He has the power to help us to overcome broken relationships and things that we feel like we might as well give up because there's no way I can redo this. There's no way I, I can I can get beyond this thing that have happened in my life. God is a God. He 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 said in His Word. The psalmist said, "Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit." God has the power to create. He can create all over again. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God that has the power and the ability to do the things that we cannot do. He has the power to help us to live beyond grief. 
You know, when you lose someone before you lost them and after you lost them, it's a whole new world. You can't go back. But we are the clay in the potter's hand. Even after we have become marred by the situations and by the circumstances of life, God has the power to reshape us beyond our trauma. But we have to acknowledge the fact that we are in his hand. We have to allow him and yield to him that he can mold us again. That God can shape us again. Israel at this time was at a great time of decision. They were in the midst of God's grace. But they were in a time of great rebellion. They had turned away from God and turn to all of their strange gods and idols. And many times because of situations that have happened in our life, we become resentful of God because we feel like God caused it to happen. Or we become resentful of ourselves and therefore punish ourselves by turning our back on God, not feeling deserving of the love of God. But I want to let you know something. There's not one person that is deserving of the love of God. That's the very definition of grace. It's unmerited favor. It's unmerited love. None of us deserve the the grace of God. Not the greatest preacher, not the greatest humanitarian, not one that gives to the poor. You can't earn God's grace, but it's a free gift that has been given to us that are willing to receive it. Are we willing to receive the grace of God? Are we willing to place ourselves in the hands of God so that he can shape us in this new way of living, in this new life, post-trauma, post-anxiety, post-depression, post-grief, post-loss, post-failure, post-error, post-mistakes? Can he reshape us? Israel was at this place. What was in front of them was judgment. If they were unwilling to yield to the hand of God. And what was behind them was God's grace. And God's grace was in the present. Encouraging them and admonishing them. And appealing to them. That there's still time. That all is not lost. That it's not over, all is not said and done. Don't you know that God can fix any situation? Don't let the circumstances of life cause you to put limits on an almighty God. If you acknowledge him as God, you acknowledge all of the disclaimer that comes with him being God. And the main disclaimer with God being God is the fact that God has no limits to what he can do. So we acknowledge that there is a God. We acknowledge that there are things that are beyond our control, but not beyond the control of God. And since there is nothing that's beyond the control of God, we can allow ourselves to be clay in the hand of the potter. Even after we have failed, even after we have messed up, even after uh, we have experienced depression, God is still a God that's able to shape our minds and our hearts and our spirits. 
and to mold us in what he wants us to be. There's nothing that the devil has done in our life that's irreputable, that's irreversible, that God can't work around, that God can't redo, that God can't reshape, and that God can't fix. He says, and the vessel that he made of clay in the fourth verse was marred in the hand of the potter. Some of our personalities have been marred. Our spirits have been marred. We have opened ourselves up to things that are destructive. Things that are destructive to us spiritually and mentally and emotionally. And we have been drawn to those things because of our flesh. And it has marred our spirit. It has marred our outlook on life. Some of us have been hurt by people that we loved, and it has marred our emotions. It has turned, marred our love. The the love that we once had for humanity has turned for a disdain and a hate. We have become marred in our emotions because of circumstances. But God says, I can cause you to love again. I can take that which is marred. And I can reshape it and cause it to love again. I can take a heart that has been stabbed, that has been wounded, and that has been marred. And I can reshape it again. But you just have to yield to my hand. You just have to acknowledge the fact and to say, Lord, I'm in your hand. Have your way with me. I know the process might be a a little, a, a little hard. I know the process of being reshaped because I I got used to being hard like this. I got used to being marred in this way. I I even began to believe that this is how it's going to be. I began to be able to believe that there's no hope for me. I might as well just go all in on this. I might as well just go all in on being hateful. I might as well go all in on being unforgiving. I might as well go all in on being mean. But God says, no, if you just come into my hand and, and allow me to shape you, I can cause you to love again. I can cause you to trust again. I can cause you to have faith again. And I can cause you to have hope again. I want to encourage you today. Those that feel like it would be better to live apart from God than to face this trauma It's better to be healed than to concede to hurt. It's better to be healed than to concede to trauma. We're not going to let these things win. We're not going to let Satan win. He's the one that sets the traps. He's the one that sets pitfalls for us. And And then he speaks to our mind. So that we don't run to God for God to fix it. We forget that God is a fixing God. We forget that God is an all-powerful God. And we forget that we are just as clay in his hand. O house of Israel, we are the house of Israel. Cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold. In other words, look, 
as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand. Say, Lord, I'm in your hand. I'm marred, but I'm in your hand. Yeah, I've made mistakes. Yeah, I've fallen. Yeah, I've been injured. I've been spiritually injured. I've been spiritually wounded by people. I've been spiritually wounded by my own foolish decisions and mistakes. But I refuse to leave the presence of God. I refuse to leave the hand of God. I refuse to leave the grace of God. I refuse to leave the mercy of God. I refuse to be convinced by that lying spirit that God does not want me anymore. I refuse to believe that there's another way. I refuse to believe that I should be like Cain and go out from the presence of God and just be a vagabond. Just traveling from place to place, looking for some type of temporary carnal satisfaction because I know that I have forfeited the the thing that once made me happy. Why be a vagabond? Why be a person without a home when our home is the hand of God? Our home is the presence of God. And he just wants to shape us. He never saw that event that happened to you as the end. The devil convinced you that that was the end. But God said, this is just the beginning. This is the beginning of ministry for you. I want to show you how to be broken. I want to show you how to be marred. And I want to show you my power and how I can put you back together, how I can reshape you, how I can remold you. I, I can I can fix the things that are wrong with you. I can create in, in, in us a clean heart. I, I can renew in you a right spirit. I can purge you with hyssop so that we might be clean. I can wash you so that we might be whiter than snow. I can give you ministry beyond your pain. I can send you to the people that have been hurt just like you so that you might be a conduit for others to experience the grace of God so that the scripture can be fulfilled that says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. How can the world taste of of God if they have no one that they can experience it from? Who does God need? God needs people that have been marred. God needs some clay that he can reshape so that the world might know how powerful he really is. So that the world might know that there's no situation beyond the hand of God. So that the world might know and the church alike that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his promise. We ought to say this in our spirit. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Make me and mold me. Have thine own way. I'm marred. God knows I'm marred. But I'm in his hand. Let's admit it that we're marred. But let's acknowledge the fact that I'm in his hand. And because I'm in his hand, all is not lost. I'm going to make it. I'm going to come out of this 
this too shall pass. Scripture, we have to speak the word of God. Scripture has to be fulfilled in our life by what we speak and what we believe. We got to say within ourselves, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the, the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Some of us are living in a new normal now. We've lost loved ones, and we don't even recognize this world we live in. It's so different. And it's caused us to be marred emotionally. But I'm marred, but I'm in his hand. God bless you. This is the Truth Proclaimed Podcast. My name is Aaron Owens. I hope you have been encouraged by this word. And remember, even though we're marred, God has not thrown us away. We're marred, but we're in his hands. God bless you.